Welcome back, everybody, to 30-something with Sunny. I'm so glad you're here. All right, so if you have followed anything that I've put out online over the past three years, you have known that a huge passion of mine is um, sharing the gritty parts of motherhood. The funny parts, the gritty parts, it's just a really, really freaking hard job, right? There are a lot of facets to motherhood, and not all of them are easy or comfortable. Today's guest um, has built up an online community to deal with all of the difficult things that motherhood can bring, and I'm so, so honored that she took time to chat with us. Um, Jen Schwartz is a self-described expert postpartum depression survivor and a real badass mom. (laughs) She really is. She's also the founder of the online community called Motherhood Understood, whose mission it is to normalize the struggles of motherhood. Motherhood Understood is both a resource for moms and a place to share stories about the postpartum experience and how it relates to mental maternal health. Jen is the 2019 spokeswoman of the Blue Dot Project, which is the national social media awareness campaign for maternal mental health. Her passion is just making sure that no mom feels alone, which is amazing. She's also the proud mom of a six-year-old son. So in today's episode, we talk about um, why Jen founded this community. It has just blown up, guys. If you go to motherhood-understood.com, you will see hundreds of personal stories that women have stepped forward to share with Jen. Um, There are just uh, so many different experiences of motherhood out there, and Jen's mission is to collect information in one place so that moms who are feeling a little less than great can go there and sort of be pointed in the right direction of where to get help. I love that there are resources like this because there is no reason to ever feel alone. Early motherhood, as I've written about a thousand times before, can really feel like an isolating experience, especially if you're the first one in your group of friends to have a child. So I love that Jen and her tribe of women are putting out incredibly useful and helpful information to help all the women. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to dive into a lot of stuff here, guys, um, that is really useful not only for moms, so you don't have to have kids to listen or appreciate listen to or appreciate this. Um, Jen has some really practical tips of what to keep an eye out for if you know a new mom who may be not acting herself. So we talk about postpartum depression, um, anxiety, postpartum psychosis, and all of the things that she's learned, not only from her own experience, but also in the process of building her community. So enjoy. Again, this is Jen Schwartz from Motherhood Understood. What was it like for you in those first few weeks after giving birth? So everything... Everything I've built and everything I've created has been born out of how alone and isolated and confused I felt when I became a mom. Um, And I like to say I thought I was going to become a mom and have this Cinderella moment where I was going to magically transform into this mother who and woman who was a domestic goddess, a breastfeeding champion, you know, Pinteresting all day, making my own baby food, just loving every bit about motherhood and loving being a mom and when I brought my son home from the hospital the day after um it was like a light switch went out and I felt nothing I was sad I was anxious I didn't want to be a mom I didn't want to get out of bed I thought about ways I could hurt myself so I could go back to the hospital and not have to take care of a baby and not be a mom and that was a huge red flag for me um, and this was right away, you said, in the days after giving yes, birth? it was the day after I got home from the hospital, Wow. which later I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety, but that's t- typically early mm-hmm. um, for something like that to present itself because usually you're just in that, you know, your adrenaline's going, you know, you're going, going, kind of in that 
space and that wasn't my experience and I was just dumbfounded. I had no idea that this is something that could happen to me. I didn't want to harm my baby. You know, I didn't know that um, that didn't mean that that I didn't have postpartum depression. And I found my first six mother, my first six months of motherhood looking not like the Cinderella moment and more like not being able to leave the house for six months unless I was forced to going on antidepressants for the first time ever in my life and going to weekly therapy appointments, which is one of the only reasons I willingly left the house because mm -hmm. I found, you know, some peace in that office, um, talking about what was wrong with me and, and learning that there were thousands and thousands of women like me that I had no idea about. You hit so many important points that I just like can't wait to dig into on, <laughs> on your story alone. First and foremost being that everybody's experience with, um, with the postpartum sort of period is different. And if you are um, experiencing depression, it doesn't have to take the form, like you said, of wanting to or having those impulse to hurt the child. It can, like you said, be suicidal ideation. It can be wanting to run away. It can be, it's like, what, what advice do you give to moms who are trying to pinpoint whether or not they're dealing with with this because I've come across so many moms who said, well, I didn't have XYZ, so therefore I can't have anxiety or depression. Right. It's so hard because, right, it's not one size fits all. It's not like other regular everyday life depressions. And there's so many different kinds. So we use the term postpartum depression very loosely, but that's just one type of postpartum mood disorder. The, you know, the one where you see women on the news who have hurt themselves or hurt their babies or taken their lives. That's usually postpartum psychosis and it's complete something completely different. It's actually one of the rarest forms. And so what I would say to moms is really educate yourself, um, whether you go to my website or Postpartum Support International, read up on what the different mood disorders look like. And we really need to, to start educating women in pregnancy so they're aware of mm -hmm. this before something actually happens. But it's hard because, you know, they talk about the baby blues, which lasts for two weeks, and then it's supposed to subside and you start to feel better. I think the way to really differentiate, and I remember my therapist saying this to me early on, is it's the extent of how anxious you feel, the extent of how sad you feel, and really are the things that normally would be bringing you joy, mm -hmm. are they still bringing you joy? That's a great so, marker to right? look at. So, even something as you know superficial as I'm I love to shop I'm a huge shopper and I didn't want to go into a store I didn't want to look at anything online you know nothing that I had found pleasure or joy in before was bringing me joy now I didn't want to go to hot yoga which I did all the time before I had Mason um, so a lot of it is the joy are you finding joy in the everyday things or or not how did your journey conclude? I know there's, uh, there's, it's not like a book, so there's no final chapter and, you know, happily ever after. But um, how long until you were able to get out of that state? So it was about six months before I started feeling like myself. Um, and there are certain milestones that I remember happening at six months. I willingly took Mason for a walk to the park by myself. I gave him a bath when my husband was out, you know, willingly without anyone telling me to, um, I went to, I went to a hot yoga class. Um, you know, I started interacting more and friends would notice that I was loving on Mason a little bit more, but it wasn't really until a year where I felt really confident 
-hmm. and you know that this was a role for me you know I remember looking around at Mason's first birthday and thinking okay finally I think I've got this Mm -hmm. Um, I'm his mother I love him I love being his mother you know it's not coming without daily struggles still right but it was really in that moment and by the way, this is worth mentioning, too, because I feel like um, talking about any postpartum mental um, mental disorder sort of like gets people really like defensive and, oh, my God, not me. Just if you're struggling with something like this, this does not mean you're a bad mom or that you love your child less. I think women are scared to admit that they experience anything on this spectrum because they feel that the community will perceive that the love for their children is less. And that is not the case at all. And I just love that you're stressing that. Thank you. Right. It's so not true. And that's what I do what I do. And that's why I created Motherhood Understood because I felt when I was struggling that I was alone and I couldn't find a community. I didn't know anyone personally and I didn't know anyone, you know, on social media who was talking about these less, less popular, scarier sides of motherhood. Now there is a lot more out there. There are a lot more moms sharing their stories and using their platforms to talk about these emotional complications of motherhood. But um, it doesn't make you a bad mom. It's an actual illness, just like if you had diabetes. And I think one of the reasons why I believe in story sharing so much is that I think that the story sharing with the world and with each other is really what is going to destroy the stigma and shame surrounding these issues. Because what I've learned, and I posted about this, I want to say about a week or two ago, and it really resonated with moms, is that women don't really even know that they're depressed or anxious Mm -hmm. when they are, because they don't know that it's a thing. They don't know that these are illnesses that are actually very common. They just feel like they're failing. And because of that feeling of failure, they don't want to tell anybody because they think that they're going to be shamed because everyone else looks like they're not failing. And we know that's not true. And it's also not true that you walk out of a dark tunnel and all of a sudden you see the light and everything's great because my experience is a little different. I I have what what my doctor, only after my second, I have three kids, classified as just postpartum anxiety in general. And I too am the hugest fan of talk therapy. By the way, people, if you don't do therapy, you are missing out. <laughs> yes, the you best. are. <laughs> I hate, there's so many people, like there's so many women that are like, oh my God, I'm like so embarrassed if I, t-. no, you should not be embarrassed. Do you know who you should be suspicious of is the people who don't go to therapy. I because would agree with you. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, um, that being said, there isn't a light bulb moment I feel like where all of this goes away but you talked about that moment in your um at your son's first birthday party and all of a sudden you have a realization that you are back to normal I remember telling my husband that after our second I don't know what it was or what triggered the improvement I had always I've always been um you know working with a therapist just in general and um one day I said, oh, my God, I feel like myself again. I can't explain it. I'm back to normal. And he was like, this is really weird. I'm like, <laughs> but you, a mom knows, right? Yeah, it's it's strange because it's hard because it's not a linear recovery, right, for anxiety or depression. You might have four great days and then you have a bad day. And it's hard because when you're first going through it, you feel like it's going to be that forever, I remember literally thinking that my mom, who's a therapist, and my own therapist were lying to me when they told me I would get better. Mm. And it's hard because you have to wait for medicine to kick in, which sometimes take weeks, right? And you have to really have patience and stick with your treatment plan and listen to your doctors. 
But then I think what happens is that, and at least this is how it happened for me at that six month mark and then leading up to the year, you start to have more good days than bad days. And then eventually you you don't really notice it anymore, mm-hmm. right? It, be, it almost becomes your new normal. And then you realize, oh, I'm doing all the things. I'm feeling better. Um, and that doesn't mean you're not going to still have days where you're anxious or depressed and you're not going to struggle, but you're having more good days than bad days. And it kind of just happens. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Motherhood Understood, the community that you've built. So if you guys log on, you'll see that, like we said, not only is it a resource, but it's also a place that women share their stories. My whole thing is strength in story sharing and storytelling, which I love that you're doing. You feature, it looks like, a different woman almost every week um, under the uh, Real Stories section, which is like right there if you scroll down. How do you find these women? So I... um I ne- I've never really, I mean, I will put out calls to action every now and then on Facebook and Instagram, just reminding women that we do accept stories and we share a mom's story of um, with a perinatal mood disorder once a week. But so far, I've, I've never been at a loss for content. Wow. I, people are always sending them, which I love because people really want to get their stories out there. I think it's cathartic for them, but they also know that they're helping other people um, feel less alone, especially if the mom sharing is somebody who felt alone when she was struggling. So I, um, you know, I have a very, very big community on um, community on Instagram, and I think just from that alone and from the content that I post, people feel safe and they feel comfortable, and so they are constantly submitting stories. And I do so. I, I feature one story a week, usually on Mondays on the stories site, the stories um, page on my website, but I also post a shortened version of it on Instagram okay. as well. Um, Does any stick out to you? I mean, there are there are so many on there. Is there one that really got you? Um, you know what? One that really, really hit me was by a mom named Mandy. And she, um, it wasn't just the fact that she was depressed it was the fact that she was so lonely and couldn't find connection in other women. And I remember her talking about her story where she would go into Starbucks and she would look at other moms with their babies having coffee together. And she would feel even more alone because no one ever bought her a coffee Hmm. in those hard days. No one, no one bought her a coffee. She couldn't find connection. She was going through so many different things. And on top of it, who am I? Right? So a lot of these women, um, have I, it's almost like you have an identity loss, an identity crisis um, when you're going through this. And I've seen that as a common theme How did these you, stories. How did you find your mom tribe? That's like the um, the catchphrase these days, right? The group right. of women that you connect with. I'm curious to know because it seems like some women immediately have that and some women don't. I did not immediately. So I'm curious to know how you found your group of like-minded moms. It's hard. I feel like I'm always still looking in a sense too. And I have... I'm not somebody who has just that one tribe, that one group of friends. I almost like compare it to like a sex in the city type thing, you know, where that's, um, I have different tribes and a lot of my tribes are not in Charlotte where I live. So I have the friends who I was friends with before motherhood, you know, and we're all moms now and we're scattered, you know, but so that's one tribe, you know, I have met and made some close friends through my son at school right? That's one try. But that takes time. I think meeting the the friends that you have in your city takes a lot of time. And then I have a tribe of moms 
who are like my social media besties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all work in this space where we're trying to normalize the, this less popular side of motherhood. And we've all really connected and become close. Um, we were, where I met you at Mom Summit a few weeks ago, that was the first time the four of us all met in person. But we're super close. We text all day long. We Marco Polo. Oh, yeah. we, you know, we Love support Marco each Polo. other. Right, I know. We support <laughs> each other. And we tell each other, you know, very intimate things. That's another tribe. So I find, and one of the re- other reasons why I created Motherhood Understood and why I love it so much is a lot of tribes are now becoming digital, right? right. I call myself, we're like your virtual village. That's And it's so needed though, right? Because where are you at 3 a.m. on your phone? Like, that's why... I similarly do, you know, what I do. I feel like, you know, our missions sort of align in that way is that you create the community you feel is lacking. So when you're up at 3 a.m. nursing and you're looking for someone out in the world to tell you you're not crazy and alone, you go to your, you go online, you go to your device. Yeah, agreed. And I think it's also important. And I don't think I realized this until I became a mom, went through what I went through and then launched this platform. Because when you talk about things as pervasive as, depression and anxiety and mental health, not everybody's going to want to be your friend, (laughs) you know, like not every, right, not every, you're not going, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, you're going to say things that offend some people or make other people unhappy. And that's perfectly okay. I think, I think as women, we need to find the people who are our people and then stop trying to make people who are not our people, our people, you know, I love that, Jen, right? We always think that we can change people. Right. If you have two two close friends that you even one that you can confide in and connect with and share the things that need to be shared, you're doing great. And I know that they're hard to find, um, but you don't have to be friends with everybody. And if you know you clash with the mom in carpool line because she's not your person, somebody else in that carpool line will be. Oh, I love that. I hope that someone out there listening who's in the carpool line or on the raid <laughs> to or from like the thousand pickups and drop-offs hears that because um, it can feel like a slog in the first few years. And mm-hmm. I, I, it did take me as well several years to find my people. And I love hearing that there are other women out there like you who have their little pockets of people, right? You have your group here that you've connected with because of this or because of school and over here because these are your childhood friends. And right. that's okay too, you know? And I also too, I think if you can find the time to, so I do this women's retreat every year called Camp Powerment. It's a sleepaway camp for adult women. It's oh, a four-day weekend. How much but do you get to sleep? That's my concern. You don't. <laughs> it, you, but don't. It, you don't. You honestly, you don't need to. It's so much fun. You're <laughs> learning from experts. You're like wrapped up in fun and play, which we don't. You know, having a dance party and karaoke. You know, like we don't stop to do those things for ourselves. And two years ago, I was put in a bunk with. 10 other women close to my age, most, so nine of us are moms, two aren't, but doesn't matter. And to this day, two years later, we are all best friends. We have a group text that goes on all day long. That's amazing. We also Marco Polo. I've known these ladies for two years and they know more things about me than some of my friends of 25 years. <laughs> oh my God. And I have really found through something like that, that's focused on women, I have really found a tribe and that connection from that also. And even though we're scattered, that text and that tribe sustains me when I'm in Charlotte and maybe necessarily not 
you know, finding my tribe or something like that. Right. Yeah. So helping moms know that they don't have to like immediately walk out their door with the stroller and find their like three besties. It's not, it's, I feel like it's never really like that. It's, it's rare for women to immediately have that support system. Or they knew each other beforehand and they happen to be pregnant at the same time. You know, it's right. I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's so, um, I call it isolating. I kind of get crapped on sometimes. I don't know if you do too. People have told me in the past, you know, Sunny, some of your writing just seems to highlight some of the bad stuff and the difficult stuff about motherhood. And I can understand, like you said, why that would be off-putting to highlight some of the uncomfortable issues. But if it helps one person to feel a little less alone, um, it's it's worth it, right? So is that sort of like the the mantra that you operate under is just – being as open and honest as possible? And do you encourage other women to do the same? I do. And I think that, um, so for example, so at the be- the first week of May was Maternal Mental Health Week, and I was helping out with two campaigns, um, one hashtag making over motherhood for the Blue Dot Project, and then the other hashtag my wish for moms mm-hmm. for the Allegheny Health Network, which I know you're familiar with in, yes. in Pittsburgh. And I got one me- I got one direct message from a mom who thanked me for all the content that week because it, it helped her have the courage to speak up and tell her husband that she was suffering wow. and call the doctor to go get help. And that one, that like chills. if I could do that for just one woman, mm-hmm. then everything is worth it. I also think too that, and I'm going to steal a line from one of my camp friends because we talk about this a lot, um, is, is when she says, if you spot it, you got it. So I wonder if some of the people who use it like crap on you for writing about these darker things or the not so pretty parts of motherhood, if they're feeling it too, but they don't want to admit it. And so when they see your writing, you know, it triggers something in them because they haven't been able to be honest because not every single mom has some type of bad thought at some point. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I want to meet the mom who has, who thinks it's amazing 100% of every single day. I don't think she exists. I, there's no way. And if she does, so, she's got something else she's got to do. Right. Tell and I think that <laughs> I think that the other thing about this too is you should be writing about that stuff. I encourage women to share these feelings and emotions because they're real and they happen to all of us. And they make it safer for then the next mm-hmm. group of women to do the same. Absolutely. I want to ask you this too. Um, You mentioned this um, a few minutes back, but let's dig into the specifics of the different types of um, maternal mental health issues that one might face. And we're going to preface this, of course, by saying that neither of us are doctors. So please don't take this for medical advice, but please do take it um, as, you know, just Jen being um, the expert of her own community and the things that she's heard. So um, can you run us through the difference you said between postpartum depression versus psychosis? Let's start there. So postpartum psychosis, and again, I'm not a medical professional. Right. I am in the middle of my certificate training with Postpartum Support International, though. So I do oh, have that great. credential. That's awesome. <laughs> but postpartum psychosis is actually the rarest of the mood disorders. It affects one to two women in 1,000, and it usually presents itself right away. And this is when women usually, it's almost like you're having a psychotic break. You might see, you might hallucinate, you see visions, you... Um, you know, when you have those images of hurting your baby or yourself, you you think that it's reality, right? Mm-hmm. It's reality because you're in a psychotic state. And if that's happening, you need to be taken to the emergency room right away. 
it is temporary, but it needs treatment and it's mm-hmm. dangerous. Right. It's also the rarest form. And what makes me crazy is that when you see those stories on the news, people are calling that postpartum depression. They're not saying this mom had postpartum psychosis. And right. so the words confusing, matter. Right. We're confusing um, moms and they don't then know that they might have something just because they don't have, you know, harmful thoughts about themselves or their babies. So what about postpartum depression? What are some of the characteristics of that? Postpartum depression is, it's pretty much like it sounds, you know, you feel depressed, there's no joy. It's also an anxious, irritable depression. So it's not necessarily that you're, you know, curled up in fetal position on the couch. You might be anxious, you might be irritable, you might feel, you know, rage. So these are all um, common symptoms not that you necessarily associate with depression. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're lashing out at everyone and you're irritable and your partner's making you crazy, and again, the extent of how you're feeling, right? And so for me, I was crying all the time. I couldn't get out of bed. I also had tremendous anxiety. And so a lot of women have postpartum anxiety versus depression. Yeah, what about is that? More, right, you have had it, you know, constant intrusive thoughts. You know, and they could be as simple as, is my baby breathing? Is my baby breathing? I need to check my baby every five seconds all the time. Or they could be more intrusive and scary, you you know, having a vision of your baby, you know, lying on the floor, not breathing. You know, so it's all different. Um, And then the other, I mean, then there are more than this. There's postpartum OCD, which is also those intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. But those are a bit of the scarier thoughts. Um, You know, so for example, I have a, I know a mom who had postpartum OCD and she asked her husband to take all the knives out of the kitchen. Oh, wow. Was she scared that she was actually going to use them? Like, really? No, that's the difference. So with postpartum psychosis, you would be afraid that you, you know, because it's your that's literally your reality with OCD you you're you know you're you're not going to actually do it but you're having these intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts like that right. all the time and um, a lot you know I'm not one to just say like oh go take medication but medication really does help with that and get you to a period then where you can start to function normally and um get to the other side yeah I always say and make the call first to your OBGYN right they're the person who's seen you through your pregnancy and your delivery so have them be your touch point they can say you know I know this great therapist or I know this great doctor and blah 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 so you can kind of go from there and and it doesn't have to like you said one treatment doesn't fit all someone can talk through their issues other people um, choose medication it's all a thing so and I yeah and I just want to add to if for some reason your OB dismisses you or says like oh no you're fine this is normal motherhood because that happens find another doctor, mm-hmm. find another person to call. And also, if you're not, if you're not, if you feel like you're not getting listened to, because it happens, because, you know, OBs, patients, not everybody is as educated as they should be about all this stuff. Go to the Postpartum Support International website. They have a resources page where they list by city therapists and professionals who specialize in postpartum mental health for women and me- for women. Um, and find yourself some something on their website because right. then you won't feel dismissed. That's, that's postpartum.net, by the way, for anybody. Yes. And they have Thank an 800 you. number, 800-944-4773. So um, definitely check that out. I want to know your thoughts on this. Um, you mentioned Allegheny Health Network. Um, 
just starting a program in an actual physical space in, in one of their hospitals in Pittsburgh recently um, with the help of the Alexis Joy Foundation, mm-hmm. founded by a man named Stephen D'Achille, whose own wife tragically took her life shortly after their daughter was born. Um, Stephen's story um, has been told multiple times by now on like on a ton of national news channels as well. And um, I was proud to have told his story on my blog a few years back as well. Now that they've gained so much steam and have done such tremendous work for women, they've attracted um, a big spokesperson. And Chrissy Teigen is now one of their um, mother spokespeople that's working on behalf of, of pushing their mission forward. I want to know, um, are you are you pleased? I would guess you're su- you're happy to see that women as uh, you know famous and well known as Chrissy Teigen are stepping into this and admitting what they've gone through as well. That's got to be sort of validating for the work that you're doing. Yes, I think that um, when Allegheny Health Network reached out um, to ask me to be part of the campaign, I was a so honored, but so grateful that they're doing what they're doing. I have not been to the center yet, but I am planning to go. Um, because from everything I hear about it, it, it's amazing. I had the honor of meeting Stephen two weeks ago at Mom Congress, and we got to spend some time together. Um, and I think that what he has built and what he has been able to do um, is amazing. And I'm so happy that his story is finally really going viral in mm-hmm. the past. You know, in the past few weeks, I think the Today Show just picked it up, and the Bump and Parade Magazine. It's really everywhere on social media. Um, and I think it's wonderful. It's a center that treats women, but allows the baby to be with the women. I'm pretty sure they're going to be launching an overnight program in 2020. And they've really, really tried to eliminate any barrier that a woman might have to getting care. They are, they have relationships with Lyft and Uber in the area I learned when I met Steven. So women can get to the center for help. They have a huge kitchen with um, nutrition experts helping teach dads how to make meals and take some, you know, another thing off mom's plate. It's really amazing. I think it needs to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're pract- very practical sort of things. It's not like, oh, call your doctor. Like you said, they're training that the, the people around them, their support system to help too. Right, which is and they critical. have those professionals on staff there. So they have the psychiatrists, the therapists, um, you know, all those things, the, the lactation consultants, all those things in one place. And um, we need that. We need that because postpartum mental health is a huge, huge issue in our country. And people don't know what to do with it. Even doctors who see, see moms, pediatricians, OBs don't always know what to do with it. So we need these places mm-hmm. that can, you know, accurately treat it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't stress how important it is for your group of people to know what you're going through as well, because they can't support you if they don't know what you're experiencing. And, you know, it, it's even better if they can do things like you said, like help with meal prep or watch the baby. So these practical things, I feel like, will strengthen that village that we all complain about being missing these days. Right. And it's I, and I learned this at Mom Congress, and I knew it, but they're talking about it more and postpartum mental health, you know, postpartum depression, all of that. It, it is a women's issue. It's a mom's issue, but it's not just a woman's issue. It's right. a family issue, right? It affects the whole family to the partners, to the children, to generations after. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that really, really needs to be addressed. Well, I want to round things out with um, your sort of call to arms or advice for women who may be experiencing something like this or may know someone who is. 
just some some encouraging words to kind of round this out. Sure. So if you are a mom and you are struggling or suffering and you're not sure what's going on, I encourage you to speak up, um, whether it's to your partner first or, like you said, just call your OB. Um, and if the first person, you know, in your line of defense dismisses you or thinks you're fine, go to the next person. Keep speaking up until you find the person that listens and says, okay, um, this is, this is, isn't normal, but it's common. Let's figure out what's going on. And if you don't know where that is or where to go, um, you can always message me on Instagram or email me. I read and respond to everyone and I'm an open book and I, will happily share resources with you. Also, the warm line, which you already mentioned here, Sunny at Postpartum Support International is a great place to start. They will help you. They will direct you where you can find someone to help you where you live. And then if you know somebody that you suspect is going through this, the first thing I would say is to first educate yourself, right? Educate yourself about what these um, illnesses actually look like. Maybe even find some resources in your area before talking to the person. So find the therapist who specialize in maternal mental health. Um, maybe talk to the person's partner if she has one. Ask them if they have noticed anything off. And then when you're armed with all of that, go talk to your friends and make it a safe space for her. Say, hey, I noticed that you've been doing X, Y, and Z. I want you to know you can talk to me tell me how you're really feeling. And if she mm-hmm. looks at you and smiles and said, oh, no, I'm totally fine, ask her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure, you're, make sure you're not scared to get uncomfortable because not everyone is going to just open right up about this stuff. Right. Absolutely. Well, and, and I love this advice. Jen, thank you so much. I do want to tell everybody, too, where we can find all of your, um, all of your goodness online. So um, thank you. tell us your channels and where to follow you on, uh, on uh, Instagram and everything. Okay. So my website is motherhood-understood.com. Make sure you use the dash. And then you can find me primarily on Instagram. It's at motherhoodunderstood. No dash, just one word. Um, same thing, facebook.com at motherhoodunderstood. And I also have um, a private online community for maternal mental health, which is Inspire. I'm going to get this wrong. Inspire.maternalmentalhealth.com, I believe. If, if that's wrong, um, it's on my website under, under community. And you also can go to my website. And if you scroll down, there is a box to submit your story. Okay. So if you have a story you'd want to share, I would love to feature it. Love that. Are you going to do any in-person events at any point? You're going to try to like get the people out um, to like one spot together? Yes. Yeah, so I'm working on that. I am speaking on a panel about perinatal mood disorders in um, southern New Jersey on June 2nd. Um, anytime I do events, there is an event section on my website, and so they'll always be listed. Great. And then working on a bunch of exciting things for the fall, um, hopefully in New York and Los Angeles, awesome. um, maybe Chicago. So as soon as I know more about that, they will be on my website and all over social media too. Motherhood-understood.com. Jen Schwartz, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and your expertise. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I am so grateful that Jen took time to share her story with us. And really, guys, if you are in this spot, if you are feeling 
anything um, less than yourself after having a baby, first of all, know that that is normal. And second of all, please, please don't be scared to reach out and just talk to someone. It doesn't mean you're necessarily dealing with something uh, diagnosable, but it does mean you need to let those feelings out. And um, I want to stress one more time some of the resources that Jen mentioned so that if you do feel like you want to reach out to someone and you don't know where to start, these are great places to do so. Postpartum.net is the Postpartum Support International Group, and they also have a toll-free number, 1-800-944-4773. You can also check out, as Jen just said, her website, motherhood-understood.com. She is a great resource, and I promise you, if you go to this site, you will feel so much less alone in all of just the craziness that early, uh, early motherhood can bring. So I'm really grateful to Jen for sharing her story and her experience with us. And Mama, you are not alone. Just know that. Um, so we will be back next week with some more goodness. But in the meantime, um, keep smiling, guys, and I will see you soon.